Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work. We are a bi-weekly podcast that seeks to have a conversation not with employers, not with managers, and not with business owners, but with you, our fellow workers on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted. Last week, we began a dialogue with our new co-host, Kaylee's Green, who will be rejoining us next episode, about the career question that no one seems to ask. Why is a promotion important to us? And we arrived to a few conclusions. First, work is the center stage of life. Over 50% of our awake hours, and that includes eating, leisure time, family time, external activities, over 50% of our time awake is taken up by work and work-related activities. For those of us 25 to 54 with children, we typically spend 8.7 hours a day on average, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, working or at work-related activities. And so because we spend so much time at work, it starts to become somewhat of a competitive ground where we measure whether or not we're growing, whether or not we're moving forward in life, really whether or not we're succeeding in life. And because of this somewhat intrinsic quality that work brings, we start to define ourselves by our work or to an extent by our promotion, by our title, by our place at work. For example, the first question that we typically ask someone who we've just met is not where are you going in life or what would you like to do or where do you see yourself in 25 years? The first question out of our mouth is what do you do? What is your role in society? Where is your place in our community or in your community? We use work, we use the title, we use the place as a sort of measuring stick when we're first meeting someone. It's why when we hear the words, I'm a medical doctor or I'm a lawyer, we think a little bit differently than when we hear, you know, I work in sanitation or I'm in retail as a salesperson. It's not that we devalue these people or at the very least we shouldn't. It's just that because we spend so much time at work and because we know the work that sometimes it takes just to make it to work, schooling and the like, we use work, really the job title or the knowledge of the position that they are in or would be in, as a way to classify them or place them in our minds. It's somewhat akin to, if you go back to the medieval times, saying, I'm a servant versus I am a knight versus I am a nobleman. And so because we use work to answer that question, am I succeeding? Am I moving forward in life? Am I growing? Each and every promotion that we receive becomes a part of the measuring stick for ourselves intrinsically. When I move from being a salesperson to being an assistant manager, it's a notch up. It's a milestone to reach my desired level of success. And so now that we've answered that question, why we want a promotion, why we desire a promotion, we can now move on to the second question. How do we define promotion? Now understanding why we want it in the first place. Let's take a step back for a moment. Promotion typically to us means 
a larger title or a higher position or more pay, more status. And once again, because we place such an import on promotion, once we've been in the same position for two, three, four, five years, we start to become a bit frustrated. Maybe we begin to wonder, why have I not moved up yet? Am I not succeeding? Am I not growing? Am I not moving forward? And this can happen on all ends of the spectrum, whether I'm a salesperson or a manager or a part of administration. Eventually, a feeling of stagnation settles in. Some of us end up leaving the organization. Others disengage, but stay. Half there, half not. This, of course, gets back to our link between personal success, work, and promotion. And when we view promotion as simply a larger title or a higher position or more pay, when those things don't come in the time period that we think that they should, our very definition of promotion can become toxic to our career. For one, a lot of those larger titles and higher positions are few and far between. Oftentimes, there are waiting lists that are both internal and external vying for these higher up jobs. And so because of our definition of promotion, we may be doing very well in the spot where we're at. But even if the position opens up, the problem is there's often a name already attached to that larger title. There's already someone sitting in that higher position or taking up the spot that occupies that more pay. And so this definition of promotion as simply being the title, the position, and the pay, it can poison your career and by extension, your personal view of your own success. This is how you end up on the wrong path. Now, this isn't to say that you shouldn't desire or pursue a greater role within an organization. If you have the opportunity, speak with your manager, speak with those that have been in the role or are at the place that you want to be. However, if your strategic plan is simply to stack loftier job, your focus starts to shift away from the job you're in into the job that you want to be in. All of the facets of the current job take a back seat to possibly moving into the next position. This is what enables the often called, the often spoken about three-year itch. You begin to undermine yourself asking, what am I doing wrong? Why am I being overlooked? You start to distrust the decisions of leadership and management, thinking, if I've been here all this time and I still haven't gotten the next job, it must be because management doesn't like me. If my coworker gets it, it's because they played politics. It begins to poison not only your own career, but the very workplace around you. Again, this does not mean that a positional approach to career success is a bad one or is illegitimate. It simply means that if you focus too much on the larger title, on the bigger position, and don't recognize that maybe those spots aren't open, or maybe you weren't completely ready for it at that time, you run the risk of salting what could have been areas of growth. Worse, you could pursue these positions, pursue these larger titles, and end up boxing yourself into a role, into a place that you never really wanted. 
So by now, you're probably thinking, okay, I understand that maybe the larger title and the higher position is perhaps not the best definition of promotion for me personally. So then how should I define promotion? The answer to that is that defining a promotion starts with knowing what you personally value. See, before you can begin to dissect and discuss your career path, before you make plans for where you want to be in 10 years, you have to understand what you personally value. And I mean really understand it. For example, if you're someone that craves work-life balance, that craves a bit of freedom, the ability to somewhat choose your hours and have free weekends, then boxing yourself into a managerial role simply for the larger title or the better position may not be the best choice, may not be or may not have been the best choice. Or if you're someone that craves a lot of structure, a set eight hours every weekday for your job and nothing more, then a commission-based sales position may not have been for you, may not be for you. And I know this sounds like common sense stuff, but sometimes it's pretty complicated. We weigh a lot of things when we choose their next job. We think about the pay, the position, the hours we might have to work, what that means we might have to give up in order to do that, or the free time that we may get back at the cost of perhaps some pay, or the cost of perhaps the position that people or even we ourselves think we should be in. In cases like this, it's best to simply choose the path over the pay. And that leads us into the next and most important part of our show today. How do you align your career path with your values? And for that, we're going to bring Rick Witted into the studio with us. Stay tuned. Rick, I want to thank you for stopping here at the studio today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Ah, Christian, it's good to be back and uh, always look forward to this time. As do I. So, Rick, today's show has been all about how you define promotion and about the perils of not understanding your values when doing so. So I just want to ask if you could elaborate a little bit about aligning one's career path with their values and what those values may be. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And, you know, I I like to start off just by saying it this way. The best you that you will ever be happens when you feed the core values inside of you. Uh, And um, so for you, if that is intrinsic things like relationship and trust and um, mentorship uh, or you know, meaning in what you do or the people you're involved with or, you know, work-life balance and the sense of security and satisfaction that brings. If if you are intrinsically moved uh, and those are your core values, then you should build your career decision around those core values. You should make career decisions that will feed into that. Here's why. The best you that you will ever be is when you feed the core values that drive you the most. Uh, And unfortunately, that's not what I see happen too often in the workplace. We go after something else. 
So if we are intrinsically motivated, we go after the externals. We go after the pay. We go after the bigger job title or, or you know, more work, etc. We, we go after those things. And sometimes we get them. I find a lot of people who are actually very successful and they get it, but they don't like what they do. They're not happy. They're not satisfied. And it's not necessarily that the job isn't or can't provide that, but you can't find what you're not looking for. So if you're not looking for those core values, you won't see them in the job that you're in. And if you don't see them in the job that you're in and you're not pursuing them, then even if you're happy, um, not just if you don't like your job, but even if you're good at what you do, um, you can still find yourself in a place where you're asking the question, should I be doing more? Is there something else? What, you know, what, you know, am, am I in the right place? Why am I still doing this? Does this have meaning? That's usually a good sign that um, you are, you're making career decisions or your thinking about your career is filtered by the wrong values. Now, Rick, I know we've had a lot of people flocking to careerwit.com to see what their career values are. Can you tell us a little bit about the general statistics there? Are a lot of people aligned or misaligned in their job? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really early, first of all. So I'll give a big disclosure. It's only been uh, really a couple weeks since the assessment's been out, but I'm very excited about the response of people going and taking the test. And so just imagine, it's only been a couple of weeks, right? Imagine a couple of years from now and how the importance of that st statistical data really taking a pulse of the value drivers that are behind our very specific value drivers behind our career choices. How helpful is that going to be to the workplace and the marketplace? I'm so pumped oh, about course. that. But so to, to answer your question, you know, immediately in in two three weeks out here, what we're seeing is something I'm I'm not surprised about because uh, we we've talked about this often on the show and and all the research that um, was put into writing outgrow your space. Um, it just really speaks to it. So I'm, I'm super excited. So here we go. The population for those that have taken the assessment so far, 67.65 to be exact percent of the population is misaligned. And so someone who may be listening for the first time to our show is going, what does that mean? And so what we mean by misaligned, it means that your core value, whatever that is, and there are four P's that we talk about at careerwit.com and in the book, Outgrow Your Space. And listeners, we're going to have a full discussion on that within the next couple of shows. Yeah. And I can't wait for that time because, you know, we're kind of giving them the the wrapper without the candy in it right now. Oh, that's the secret sauce. Yeah, no joke. So, uh, but, you know, if you are misaligned, what, and this is what the careerwit.com online assessment is going to help you figure out. That means your core value that you should be feeding, that you should be using to make your career decisions, whether that's pay, personal security, position, personal satisfaction, whichever of those is your core value, the assessment is going to 
tell you, hey, this is your primary driver. And if you've got a fairly significant secondary driver, it's going to say, and this is your secondary driver. What does that mean? You should be making career decisions primarily based around this value. And here's a secondary value that you should pay some attention to. Some parts of that may be important to you. That's what the test is going to tell you. Then the second part of the test, which I'm most excited about, is it's going to point out that if there are other values that are different from your core value, that are, that are motivating you to make career decisions based on that different value, or at least filter and think about your career on that other value, the test's gonna catch that. So it'll say, hey Christian, this is your core value, but be careful because the way you answer these questions, you may have the tendency to make a career decision based on this other driver. I don't know if that, that and I'm, I'm just so excited about that. And what I'm most excited about is, as I've interacted with people who've taken the test, they're just saying it is spot on accurate. So listeners, as we've been saying, go on to careerwit.com and take that online assessment. It should only take about 20 minutes, I believe. Yeah, yeah, about 25 minutes max. And that'll tell you what your core values are and what's driving you that, as Rick said, could be disrupting those core values, could be boxing you into a place that you don't really want to be in, but you may think in the moment that you do. Yeah. And and in this environment that we're in with corporate America, most often what corporate America uh, talks about or describes in terms of promotion is a bigger job or a bigger paycheck. Oh, yeah. And statistically, yeah, that's probably about 40% of the population. But about 60% of the population, that's not their idea of progression and promotion. They just don't know it. They don't know what their core value is. And so the biggest career mistake you will ever make is to make a career decision based on the wrong core value. Even if you are good at it, you won't be happy long term. And I can guarantee you. I'll put a watch to it, a stopwatch to it, that within two to three years mask, max, you're going to be asking this question. Should I be doing something different? Is there, should I be doing more? Is, is this it? And I'm telling you, that is a telltale sign that you are making career decisions or filtering your thought process about your career based on the wrong value. And careerwit.com will point that out to you squarely. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today. As always, you can connect with Rick at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet him at rawitted, or send him an email at rick at rawitted.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy your week.